Hello, listeners. This is Brendan Jones, director and chief archivist of the Tesla City Stories, and welcome back to the newest installment of You Are Now Entering Tesla City, which is sort of a, oh, it's behind the scenes of our show, and we're examining how the sausage gets made, not that we're making any sausage. And speaking of sausage, mm. back once more, uh, co-host, buddy, Producer, partner, uh, Mr. Jerry Christman. Say hello, Jerry uh, Christman. Hello, Jerry Christman. Oh, no. I'm sorry. That's the... Mm. Hi. Hi, everybody. Yeah. Sorry, I'm going to have to fine you. We can edit for that one. Um, <laughs> now, here's something that we decided to do. Last time, we were basically just explaining what the Tesla City Stories was. Right? Hopefully, we were clear in that. We were crystal clear. I, I'll take that. And I thought to myself, well, where do we go from here? And the idea is... I really want to showcase as much as we can, not just how we're putting the show together, but who we're putting the show together with. Mm -hmm. So who should we bring on as a first guest to talk about them and give us some insight into uh, their experience? And really, there was only one name. That's right. Teddy Roosevelt. But Correct. He is, he is long dead. Bully, so, bully, yeah. bully. So I, I, I went back to the drawing board. And I came up with one name, McCune, <laughs> which is my way of saying, welcome, Lauren McCune, to the show. Welcome, Lauren. Thanks. Hi. Lauren McCune, for the listeners at home, um, before we really get into the nitty gritty, and she's compiling her biography over there, mm. um, <laughs> essentially, <laughs> Lauren is uh, a cast member par excellence. And she has been with us from the very, very beginning. Actually, weirdly, I'd say before the beginning. Mm -hmm. Because uh, I'll briefly tell the folks how we met you or yeah. how I met you. 2008, I had moved to Portland, Oregon, um, basically because every time I visited my friend Jerry up here, I loved it. And the one place I wanted to work when I came here the world's biggest and best bookstore, Powell's Books, was that was my goal because it's an amazing place. Um, it took a while, but I did get that job. Yay. A, I know. Uh, retail. Yay. Yay. But uh, as I'm working there, I met a lot of great people. And almost immediately after I started working there, just behind the tills, like mm -hmm. any ordinary schlub, I <laughs> met um, uh, another newbie. Yeah. I think I started just before you. Yeah. Yeah, I, think uh, I remember training you at the <laughs> Oh, you guys didn't go through orientation together? No. No, we didn't. But I, I did go through orientation with Mark Savage, by the way. Really? Former cast member. Former cast member. Um, great, great, great guy. Absolutely. Wonderful guy. But uh, so that's how I met Lauren McCune, a, a fellow Texan. Yes, um, that's right. And and just a wonderful person. And so that was long before I received the scripts, uh, long before the Tesla City stories became a thing. That's how I met you. Lauren... For the people at back home, the people back home. <laughs> our Look, users, you mean? Our users. We're back to that. I um, I did have an energy drink, and I'm feeling it. But uh, I'll say you this. You loved that energy drink, it by the way. It was tasty. Brendan Hummingbird Jones. I'm not going to say the, the label. They're not paying us. No, that's nope. true. Not yet. Yeah. But uh, I just want to say, uh, before I launch into that, um, you were an awesome co-worker, uh, became a friend, Yes. And we're very lucky. I think Jerry will agree. Back me up on this, Jerry. I completely agree. Very lucky Unreservedly, that you joined our show. But uh, for the folks who are new to the Tesla City Stories and just don't know you, um, 
who the hell do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, tell us a little something about yourself, where you're from, mm. all that kind of thing. Okay, yeah, absolutely. So I am from upstate New York. Originally. Originally, first eight years, and then moved to Austin, Texas, which is Great. where I stayed. Yeah. So I love queso and I love chips. <laughs> yes. And I so love Barton I. Springs. And you expect chips on your table anywhere you go. Also, yes. I was just talking with someone about this at our cast party the other night, yeah. how it makes us very sad that there aren't warm chips I know. when they are brought to the table and I that know. they're not like bottomless tortilla chips. When I moved to Portland, yeah. you know, I've... Okay. I ventured out to some of the finer uh, cuisines that <laughs> served chips, and yeah. I was shocked when they said, oh, you're going to pay for those. Yeah. Yeah. I was offended. We're, too, we're like, just used serious? to the, the everywhere you go in Texas, essentially, you yeah. get uh, a thing of chips. It's just there, and there's usually uh, sliced jalapenos on the table, yeah. also just freebies. Um yeah, you and have like to have a certain salsa. Head. There's yeah. like a house-made salsa, and everyone does their own queso, and the uh, queso is so good. I, I think we need to stop talking about this because <laughs> I'm uh, very listeners. Hungry. We're gonna I'm go to so lunch. We'll be back. We'll be right back. So you're in Texas. I'm in Texas, um, and did theater through high school, mm-hmm. and then moved up to the beautiful Pacific Northwest for school. When was that? Was that? Uh... That was 2002. There you go. So I've been in the Pacific Northwest since then. Yeah. And then after my undergrad, I moved back to I moved to Portland because they were friends here and it seemed like a good place to be. And here we are. Yep. Yeah. Um, fast forward, however many years that is. And yeah, I'm in Tesla City Stories yeah. and I'm mama to a beautiful daughter oh. who's just the best. Ramona. Ramona. Little Ramona. <laughs> Can't wait to have her on the podcast. And it'll it'll have her. Yeah. 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 So. Now that she's doing voices, we'll probably oh you God. know find some parts for impressions. Her. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, she's like little rich little. Now, when you uh, the way the way it came about, obviously we I I'll talk more in my little history segment about how the scripts came to me, but um, that was like I said several years after we already knew each other and were working together, and it was just a thing where once I had the scripts and Jerry recommended. Or suggested, like, hey, let's do a show with them instead of just publishing them or whatever. Um, then it became a thing of me sitting there trying to think of who who would be in the cast. And I am a newbie director, and even though I've done theater before in my past, I've never been in charge of that. I've never auditioned. I mean, had people audition for me. And it became a thing where, uh, especially with our very first cast, because right. uh, we have had people move in and move out for various reasons. But with the very first cast, it was kind of just my instinct, my gut. And there was a, a, one character in particular that um, when I'm reading the scripts, uh, I just I imagined you doing it. And this is based on, because I didn't think I even knew that you had theater in your past, like in high school right. and that sort of thing. Yeah, we hadn't talked about it. We hadn't talked about it, but just working with you uh, <laughs> and hanging out, I knew A, uh, and this needs to be recorded. I'm glad this is going into posterity. Mm-hmm. You have an amazing voice. Yes, absolutely. You sang like an angel. 
Which is why I thought of you for a character that can't sing a lick. <laughs> That's true. She can't. Perfect. She can't. Lord, but, I love uh, it. <laughs> well, also, I just knew from working with you that we would pal around a lot. And it was a lot of, of improv kind of doing weird accents and, you know, just trying to get through an eight-hour shift Agreed. by cracking each other up. And uh, it was surprising to me later to find out how how you had big gaps in your pop culture knowledge, and yet you had this instinctive, and still do, have this instinctive feel for character work, for accents, for all this stuff. And it was just so natural for me to go, well, if we do this Tesla City Stories thing, I need to have Lauren as a cast member and definitely want to give her this particular character of Viola Harper. Uh, and that was, it was no audition process. It was just me going, here's, here you go. Here's the script. I, I know it's 70 plus years old, but um, yeah. make it yours. And you totally did. And you're still playing Viola Harper. Yeah. Okay. So you guys are at Pals. Do yeah. you work cashiers behind the cashiers we, together? Yes. Yeah. We did we that met. for so, quite a while. Yeah. So you're both working behind the counters and you guys are doing bits. Yeah. Oh, doing totally. bits. Okay. Essentially. Also, no audience because it's. <laughs> During the Great Recession, and so it was from 8 to 11 p.m. That's true, yeah. because we were starting there in 2008. Yeah. And, I mean, Powell's is always kind of busy. It's definitely survived that, but there were long stretches Monster. where it's just, just sitting behind the cash, <laughs> cash registers and just trying to amuse each other. Uh, and that's Life also where life. we found Mark Savage and it's things like that. Well, we had a former cast member who we're still friends with who moved on to own her own, her own bar. Yeah. But I I would go to visit her as a bartender for many years, and her stage was behind that bar. Yeah. And after spending yeah. a lot of time with her, I was like, we have to get her in the show. Yeah, and she did I mean, for six years, I think. We six, have definitely yeah. been very lucky. We've had uh, a lot of people either suggested to us or through friends. Yeah. And we also have done the audition process. We've gotten the best of both worlds. We've gotten some very talented professionals who've come in and very talented amateurs who we didn't know from anybody, but they're right for the thing. We are very lucky. Uh, I'm being effusive, but we're very lucky that from the beginning, somebody filled the slot so perfectly, as in you, Lauren, and you became not just that character, not just multiple characters, because you play many others, but also you just became sort of the, the symbol of the show to the point where Jerry and I kept turning to you, still do, for input, for um, great organizational stuff, which is how you became uh, an, a producer of the show as well. Absolutely, which is an honor and a delight. Oh, we're yeah, glad to have you. Yeah, I get you. to crack the whip around you a little bit. Oh, keep definitely. these guys on track. Because Brennan, Brennan and I will have an hour-long discussion about Marvel's Secret Wars. Well, <laughs> well or just like pop culture important. from the 70s, and I'm like, oh, don't know anything you're talking about. Yeah. Now, uh, from your background, I do know, was that was it uh, a parental thing where it's like, mm, TV's bad for the, the brain mm. kind of thing? It was yeah, I mean, we watched a little bit of television. So I went to a Waldorf school yeah. all the way. That's how I was raised. And mm -hmm. um, television and just media in general is um, like you, you discouraged were, from a young age. But you got a little bit here. Oh, there. I totally got. And it was, um, I mean, friends' houses. Yeah. <laughs> also, PBS. Like, we definitely sure. did PBS. Sure. Um, Happy and trees. then, Happy oh man, and then I just like, <laughs> I went for it. It was like middle school. I was like, ooh, oldies. What are oldies? Oh my God. Oh, also, my mom 
loved and I believe still continues to love listening um, listening to Michael Jackson's Thriller. Oh. And Earth, Wind, and Fire as she oh. cleans. So like that was also da, 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 some good da, stuff. Da, 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 da. <clears throat> Excuse me. Also yeah. <laughs> like uh, John Williams soundtracks. <laughs> Oh, man. That's great stuff. <laughs> but I love the fact that epic. you would know the soundtracks without probably not having seen the movies. Oh, yeah. You're like later on going like, who's this Indiana Jones person? Yeah. Well, I I do remember because my mom is a huge Star Wars fan. Wow. We had an LP. Nice. And so I saw, I think I saw the movie for the first time when I was 10. Oh, okay. And, right. and I would just sit there and like let the sounds roll over yeah. me. Yeah. You had the sound, the LP, the record of the movie? Yeah. And I it had, had like too. the fold out sleeves yes. and I was yeah. like, Mark Hamill's I... so dreamy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just poured into that That's... robe. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly the same thoughts I had watching it. Of course. He's a Oh my boat. God, Luke, you are such a honk. Just a little See, baby, okay, so Lauren, Mark so, Hamill. So TV in your upbringing Not was, a whole lot. was discouraged. I think in our upbringing, it was highly encouraged. I don't. It, the thing I always say is that uh, for all the the um, the trash talk my mother will say about TV and comics and things that I love, she never discouraged. I think it was a thing about as long as their brains are. She did see it all as being they are thinking. It's not blank stares. And so she loves story and storytelling. My dad didn't care. My dad was also, he was going to be watching regardless. So my mom was like, well, if the boys are in there as well, then no harm's being, no harm, no foul. And she saw that we were also creating stuff on our own. So she knew it wasn't stopping us. But uh, yeah, she just didn't really um, put any kind of gate on what we were absorbing yeah same here we watch tv but at the same time too we we played a lot outside as well so i did was, that too yeah. i had my huck finn moments i ran around in uh overalls, oh that explains barefoot. the outfit yeah that's right i've been wondering that's, for years that's why i have this uh this hay uh yeah. thing sticking the on my teeth hat. that's great um now uh lauren we were talking earlier off mic um we were talking about did you have an experience with like radio, like audio drama when you were a kid? Um, and you kind of did. Yeah. Uh, so I do. Yeah. I had to look up the name, but my mom, I'm assuming it was my mom, but my, both my parents would listen to this album and enjoy it. It was fire sign theater, fire sign theater. Yes, and indeed. I don't remember Classic. which album it was. They had several and, still do yeah and yeah. so i remember hearing that and then i also and and was mesmerized and then i did watch a good number of movies from the 40s that explains so i also it. like in high school i went through a really one of my best friends was really into amc yeah. and so we would just like sit down the and, classic like, movies bring yeah, it's, it in it's great yeah. I mean, that explains why I do think that um, when <laughs> when you would tell me, like, oh, I don't get that reference, or I'm not sure what you're talking about, <laughs> I was like, well, but how do you, because there is a style. There's yeah. very definite vocal stylings to the, the, the entertainment of the 1940s, yeah. uh, especially popular entertainment, because there were plenty of artistic films coming out at the time, but... But there's that sort of the patter and the sort of heightened, stylized way of delivering dialogue. And you were doing it perfectly. And I kept going, well, if you 
didn't watch this, how is it you can just slip into, don't you see, pal? Yeah, I gotcha. Um, you just knew how to do that instantly. So You did. I remember when you first started Viola, I was mesmerized and, and, and captivated yeah, by the voice that you Thanks. developed for Viola. And I can't imagine anybody else ever doing that voice. Well, it's like I'm also a good mimic. And uh, yeah. I've always done voices. And one of the things that... Um, my mom can back me up on this is our answering machine for a while. <laughs> I would just erase it and do new messages with new voices and new oh, accents yeah. like every couple of days. And at a, a certain bonjour. point, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I reached the McCune's. I don't know what some point my mom said <laughs> there would be people, you know, we'd be sitting around the dinner table. People would be leaving messages and there must've been one. I don't remember what the accent was. And someone's like, I don't, is this the McCune? Um, I think this is the right number. I just, <laughs> hi, I have a message for, you know, uh, and I think. Are you being kibosh. held by people? Do I need to call? How's it going? So that's great. Anyway, so that's always been there for I sure. I mean, th th that's a, that is kind theater of a theater person. kid thing. Theater and, kid thing. and, uh, I didn't do that as much until I got older because I lived in the shadow of an older brother who is crazy extroverted so yeah. uh me doing this show is like oh yeah i always had that in me too uh but i always let robin go and do that thing because he needed <laughs> he needed that attention yeah. hi robin if you're listening uh yeah hi robin um <laughs> but anyway so uh, i that does explain a lot um and do you want to because i don't want to uh, assume anything uh, tell us a little about your experience doing the tesla city stories like um, what works about it for you? Do you uh, get a kick out of the performing part or the mm. audience? Is it all about ego? Because, I mean, come on. <laughs> so much. Well, we couldn't get her into She didn't fit in the studio I when she got here. Well, I actually had a lot of requirements. <laughs> uh, we got your writer. Yeah, we yeah, sure thank did. You. Thank you. Sorry about the coffee. I yeah, appreciate it's like, the Here are the Sour Patch Kids without the red ones. Three splashes of crayon. And a twist of lime in my vodka crayon. I appreciate yeah. that. Uh, this rug is from 1950. I specifically requested a rug from 1949. <laughs> you know, I don't mind being a little extra. I think, you know, I do, I trace it all back to, I do remember the first table read for the yeah, show. Yeah, me too. I do too, yeah. And it was in one of our cast members' house. And I remember sitting down and we started and I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Like, <laughs> this is the magic. This is the magic right here. And I had done some theater in college. Um, initially, I had gone to school wanting to be a theater major, and then I oh. got totally intimidated out of it and realized if I wanted to do other things, I would. Sure. it just wasn't It wasn't it's, meant to be. That, that can happen. It, it happens. Can, it yeah. happens a and lot. And also, timing. Timing. Sometimes it's like, that wasn't when I needed to do that. Right. Yeah. And I did, yeah, I felt that when I walked into that room, I was like, this is where I've needed to be. <laughs> yeah. This is magic. Like sitting around with other actors and having a really good time. There I, is something, yeah. there is something that has remained constant throughout all of, you know, the cast iterations we've had is that it's a wonderful group of people. Yeah. Sitting together and they're like at the top of their game and we're playing like we're playing we're playing in rehearsal we have mm -hmm. a good time and we play on stage i think nine years in that's and, still exactly yeah. what it is Re and, and i is one of my favorite parts actually. Yeah, yeah i i feed off that too being uh i i'm 
an extroverted introvert, I do spend a lot of time and I need solitary stuff. I, I, but a lot of the social thing of just being with talented people who also I get along with, that is very fulfilling to me. Even if it is just a couple of, a few days out of the month, it's like, that's, it feeds apart. And, and then you add an audience in and that is great too, because if it was just for us doing table reads and no one ever heard it, probably still be a lot of fun. But, and when we're recording, obviously there's no audience there. We still, that can be tedious, but it's still a lot lot of fun fun, though. So I, I, yeah, I totally get it. It's, it's playing, you know, it's playing on state and, and then you add the additional piece of the live theater Uh and especially, um, just being back doing live theater, something I will never take for granted again mm-hmm. since, you know, 2020. And so just being up there and um, and we've had we've had folks who have been with us from the very beginning. So there are those diehard Tesla fans who are just so special and precious. Like we're creating our own um, audience culture yeah. as well. And that's just a joy to I try to be well. self-deprecating about it but I, I do sit there sometimes just surprised that I, and that's that's not saying anything about the show or what we do but I still sit there going like wow crowds haven't dropped off they've yeah. just it's continued like, to grow uh, and, and there are people really like you said who've been there from the beginning and yes some are friends some we don't really know that yeah. well but it's it is a thing that the instincts that we had about yeah, these are dated. This is old material. But at the same time, look at this. People respond. The jokes still land. Or, you know, the thrillers are still thrilling. And I I think that is that is a testament to the old stuff. But it's also, of course, just a testament to what we put into it mm-hmm. makes it fresh. Even though we're doing pastiche and honoring tropes of the 1940s so i just i'm always amazed that it caught on the way it did and i'm totally happy about that well and and a huge call out to our incredible producer jerry as well our executive producer that is man we have been rolling those logs we are log rolling we are (laughs) (laughs) thank you lauren he knows how to produce a show and drum up support and and we would not have the audience that we have today if it were not for him i wouldn't have that big fancy car of mine or my solid gold tub I'm not sure that would be good. <laughs> just, just, I don't know. I don't know if it washes well. Probably yeah. not. Yeah. But you feel just amazing. Yeah. You feel like a million dollars. <laughs> you really do. Uh, Lauren, you know, it's like you mentioned the first rehearsal, and I had a similar experience. I, I didn't know what to expect. We got everybody together, and, and it started just flowing like water yeah. when we started. And I was like, I was amazed and delighted. And how, it was a, a lot of fun. And that's. That's a remained. I mean, uh, we've we've had cast members who've stayed a long time. And with, I mean, our current iteration, we now have six six years. A lot of our cast members have Gosh. been with us. Yeah, and they right. all keep saying the same thing. It's a lot of fun for them to do. It's a lot of fun to do the rehearsals, but also with the audiences too. And our our, our show is really accessible. And I think mm-hmm. we talked about that before. We're surprised at how it just spans across all uh, multi generational. We have from kids all the way up to. Uh, Elderly, I don't like. Is elderly okay? Elderly? Yeah, I think elderly's fine. You know, or just older folk. Yeah, um, yeah I think we've had octogenarians uh, in yeah. the we crowd, have? and I, again, I like that. Where I'm, because as I always say, it's like I, I don't care what age they are if they are enjoying it. It's like please, by all means, keep coming back, um, and it makes you feel good that you're not that niche. 
or niche because uh, you can look yes. out there you can go wow that is that is a such a great spectrum yeah. of people enjoying it one of my favorite things is to because i'm i tend to sit back on the stage and i have a little bit different vantage point of the audience but when i can i like to look out in the audience and i when they're smiling oh yeah they're going they're just smiling and they're they're with us so uh, that that's a thing i mean uh, and that's i don't think that's an ego thing i think that's um it's, yeah, it's a enjoyment. shared emotion where yeah. where whatever joy you're experiencing up on stage is being reflected back at you, and then that just that makes it all worthwhile. It doesn't swell my head at all. So, Brendan, I have a question for you. Oh no, that will then go to Lauren. The I question is: Did you know when you cast Lauren that she also had an amazing singing voice? Oh yeah, I did. You did, yeah. Because yeah, we, we, we had done karaoke. karaoke. Yeah. yeah, we used oh, to go jinx. to um, Chopsticks. <laughs> And do yes. karaoke. A bunch of Powell's people would go there. And so, mm -hmm. no, I, I knew Lauren could rip it up. I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, we we do have opportunities to use Lauren's beautiful voice. Oh, yes. I was always happy when I would read parts in these scripts where it'd be, oh, great. Because Viola will have opportunities to sing well instead of just always off key, which uh, I was looking forward to. It's so it's is so it much weird fun. for you, Lauren, being able? I mean, being a a very good singer. Is it weird for you to try to sing badly? No, poorly. It's very easy. Oh really? <laughs> and it's really fun. It's really fun. I I have been singing, and I come from a family of musicians, so music is in me. I've been doing it since probably the womb, and <laughs> just wow. And How'd it... you get an instrument in there? <laughs> it wasn't easy. Oh my god! Sorry, mom. <laughs> it it is. I think it's another one of those things where being a good mimic. Oh sure. Like I loved. I, I I'm not good with character names. Like not having that that pop culture reference, but singing in the rain. Oh, of course. That character. I'm like, oh, that's really like when you know music well and you've studied it a lot, you can make it bad easily that's true maybe not for everyone it felt very easy for me and it's fun and you sing badly yeah. so incredibly well oh, thank you well, <laughs> so much well i was i was listening back to uh since this is our second go round of this so that means much. our first month of content already dropped including the first episode of off key life of yola harper and i was listening back to it because we were editing it and <clears throat> it's uh, what I like about the way we recorded it is we had you go ahead and do, because Viola needed to keep singing all the way through the background of scene where other people are talking, but doing Danny Boy. Right. Uh, and it's yeah. supposed to be going through. And so I'm listening to it and I'm sitting there going like, I almost wish we had sort of just like had the characters wait to talk because I'm just listening to this, the way you're doing every verse of Danny boy. And I'm glad we would edit to where there'd be a stop. So people could hear you do another bizarre it's note, it's especially so the really high ones where you're just like reaching for it and breaking glass. It's just, she just likes to. <laughs> it's great. Uh, I, I got a question for you, and that is, in addition to Viola, which uh, is one of the main characters in, I guess, the Tesla City universe, uh, because she shows up in The Wraith, and, well, she showed up in Wild Card. She's in all the mm -hmm. shows, obviously. Blevins of Betsy, that's her sister. So you've played Viola most, obviously. Yes, But yes. you play a bunch of other characters. I'm just kind of, and this will 
I don't think it's a spoiler, but do you have another character or other characters that you've done for the show that you really enjoy? I can think of one that I love that you do. Mm. Yeah. Uh, why don't... <laughs> well, I love when you do Simza. Simza oh, is yes. this um, Romani woman who I runs do a enjoy bar. Simza. Yes. Uh, and you're doing, you're doing just such a very. Um, she's she's not hard, but she's just like cynical. It's like, listen to me. I uh, I could read your cards. I know your future. She is a sharp shooter. And I yes. love you doing Simza. So. I, I mean, do love Simza. It's been a while. I'd forgotten about Simza, but I love her. Yeah, she's great. She's yeah. a, an accent of yours that, that you do that I really, really like. And um, you've been French people and German yeah. people and all kinds of characters. I think that's one of the things that our cast really enjoys about the show is that you get to play a lot yes. of different people. Yes. And, and there's more more coming. It's a big universe. Everyone gets to be a character actor. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. So everyone... Except for me. I'm the lead. I'm the... My chiseled <laughs> good looks, you know? Well, well, the, something I do like about these shows is even, I mean, the closest I could say to a leading part, the traditional would be Lazar St. George, the Wraith, but even that's so heightened. No one is just a, a bland straight man. Right. Even, even the Wraith is so heightened that, yeah, you're a yeah. character actor when you're playing it. We're all being characters. We all, we all, again, we just get to play. I know. We just fun, fun. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about Trudy. Oh, Trudy's Trudy great. Trudy in our, in our um Yeah, in our, our soap listeners operas. will not be able to hear Trudy for a while right. because the soap opera doesn't kick in for a bit. But hang in there. She's on but her, the she's soap on opera she's on is a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. So look oh, forward to so that. Dramatic. It's just so <laughs> dramatic. There's a lot of organ. Oh, yes. The live organ accompaniment by Speaking our of friend, silly Jerry things, uh -huh. Jerry no, Christman I, really I love it. goes and wild. I love doing it. And what I... What, it's kind of like I'm always you're surprised with mm -hmm. audiences. It's like I'll play, I'll do the music, and, and then uh, I, I'm announced. I do the music, and the audience loves it. They go crazy. And I'm always surprised by that. It, well, it's it it's another added element that we we could have had pre-records yep. or something like that. But it is it makes it feel much more like probably did back in the 40s when they had house orchestras and stuff like that. So seeing you up there accompanying this the soap opera live. That's just another thing that they're going to enjoy. Yeah, mm -hmm. I love um, doing it too. Also, the fact that you're spinning plates back there—they love that. <laughs> right. Um, it's a classic, Jerry. Yeah. 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 yeah, always a thing with you know uh, the dog I have that jumps through the hoops. They mm -hmm. love that too while we're doing the show. Mm -hmm. And we try not to upstage, but you know, I made that stuff up. Um, you know, we need to wrap up. Uh, it, the time has come, and I'm sure people out there are um, are just really tired of our cynicism. <laughs> <laughs> and the way we've just been backbiting through the whole thing. Yeah. But I, yeah. I am so glad that we did this and kicked off with you, Lauren, because, again, uh, I don't play favorites as a director, but come on, you're my favorite. And you're... Sorry, everyone. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, you've been there from the very beginning, which means a lot. And the fact that all these years later, we're still friends is important. Yes. Um, and Love you that. are raising perhaps the most awesome young woman who will probably take over the world. Uh, that's also important. Yeah. So yeah, we're maybe all she'll ready. take over Viola one day. 
Oh she boy! Might just scream. I think a those lot. scripts will run out at some point, but she could always start back at the beginning. Absolutely. Baby Viola. <laughs> Baby Viola. Viola. Oh my God! We start doing little Teslers. Uh, no. Uh, so anyway, I I am so glad to have done this. We'll uh, for our listeners at home. We'll continue to introduce you to our cast because they're all interesting and wonderful people. Um, and again, it's giving you a, a little glimpse into how we do the show and who we do it with. Um, so I would just like to wrap up by saying thank you very much, Jerry Chrisman, as always. Thank you. And Laura McCune, my Viola Harper, everyone's Viola Harper, you're just da bomb, which kids still say now. I don't think they do. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. It's been a pleasure (laughs) and a joy. Thank you. Thank you, It's great to have you. Thanks. (laughs) The Tesla City Stories is produced by Lauren McCune, John Campbell, and Brendan Jones. Executive produced by Jerry Chrisman for Raygun Gothic, LLC. Additional production support provided by John Campbell. Special thanks to Sam Mowry of Willamette Radio Workshop, our dedicated cast of talented actors, our tireless crew, and the support of our incredible fans all across Tesla Nation. Please like, subscribe, rate, and review us on your platform of choice, and spread the word about us. That all helps to boost the signal. To learn more about us and see upcoming dates of our live performances, check out our website at teslacitystories.com.